Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Sophia and Kevin Reagan about their wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they chose Disney for their wedding and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Sophia and Kevin. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Well, I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you two decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. (laughs) So funny story about that. We actually were not supposed to get married in Disney at all. We had a 350 person wedding planned in Massachusetts Wow! and then COVID hit and we weren't actually supposed to get married until 2022, but COVID made us realize a lot of the things in life that we value. And we were down in Florida and we were on our way home. We were in Orlando international airport. Kevin looked at me and he said, do you want to change our wedding? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And we pulled this wedding together in six months six seven months (laughs) that's fantastic how did your friends and family react when they found out that was the new plan depends who you ask i think some of them were you know happy and excited for us whether they were able to come or invited at all and then others were you know kind of upset because you know they were expecting to be there and i was the second one on my side of the family getting married she was the first one on her side so we were kind of leading the pack there but, you know, it is what it is, and we're throwing a party back home. So it was a mixed reaction, but, you know, overall, everyone was happy for us, which is all that matters. Except for my dad. I think my dad was a little nervous at first because he thought his bank account was going to die. <laughs> I think he had a slight panic attack when we told him it was Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll find out later in the show that there was no cause for panic. <laughs> so then how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? We invited... 55 people and 45 showed up. We knew that some of them weren't going to be able to. I didn't get a chance to have two of my really great friends there because they're teachers. And I, like I, we (laughs) picked the week before school got out in Massachusetts. So we just missed being able to have them. I see. Had you already sent out invitations to your at-home wedding? No. So we were going to send out our save the dates they were actually in a cart ready to be ordered and they never went out we just completely halted everything so we got really lucky (laughs) that's great okay now did you guys decide to set up a room block for your guests yeah we did we try to get all different tiers of price levels so we did pop century coronado contemporary and grand floridian oh that's great okay now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? <laughs> uh, well, Disney let us know on that one uh, because we were so, you know, it was so last minute in their eyes. You know, we just kind of got what was ever available. It just happened to be Tuesday at 930. 
Well, there's actually, I feel like there's more background to that. So we got married at the wedding pavilion, but we were originally supposed to get married at Luau Point. So it was going to be at 930 in the morning, no matter what. So we kind of just like shifted. We had like this random inkling that we wanted Cinderella's coach. And I just like kind of like threw it out there. And then they were like, oh, you can't have that at Luau Point. So it kind of like threw our whole wedding up in the air. And then we had to like move everything around. I see. Okay. So that's interesting. Now, how did you originally choose Luau Point? I like to say I grew up the Disney way. My family would travel down there for like probably like 10 to 15 days every year in August. And we'd only stay at the Polynesian. So I grew up seeing a wedding going on at the wedding pavilion. And then when someone told me that Luau Point was an option, I was like, oh, well, that's more me. Like, I feel like I would like to say like that's us, but like you didn't grow up at the Polynesian. So it's kind of more me. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. And then when push came to shove, we were in the middle of COVID. It was at the time where that is a public view. So we had to wear masks. So we had to make a lot of big decisions to change to get us just so me and Kevin didn't have to wear masks, I think was the big thing. I see. Okay, great. And then how did you choose your reception venue? So that was another change. We started at the, uh, the Atlantic Dance Hall, and we thought it would be a great idea. And, you know, then we started watching videos and looking at pictures and things. And it just didn't really seem to fit us the way it was set up once we really started to look into it. And because of the restrictions with COVID and our size of, you know, the, the party and everything, you know, we were only limited to so many areas. She really wanted the American Rotunda. So that wasn't able to fit us all. So we ended up just getting the, the ballroom, which, you know, worked out great. It, it really did. Got it. Okay. Now, you guys added a dessert party, but they weren't having fireworks at the time. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked? The dessert party, I think, no matter what for us, it really didn't matter about the fireworks. We had a lot of, we were originallys. We were originally upper level of France, and it is a beautiful spot, but you don't really get to see Spaceship Earth that well. It's kind of obstructed in a way, and it doesn't really help that the harmonious barges are there either. So push comes to shove, someone had ended up canceling their wedding last minute and completely opening the Italy, Italy Isola. <laughs> and we ended up being able to snag that. And it worked out so well because we really didn't need the fireworks to show how beautiful it was. And it was in the middle of festival time and people could walk out and go and just, they could kind of like mingle around the Italy pavilion. So it, it ended up being more magical for everyone else rather than feeling like they were stuck there watching fireworks. Yeah. The fireworks would have been a, you know, a little it would have cherry been plus. Pop, but I don't think that they were really necessary in order to, you know, have this event. And we surprised all of our guests with Soren at the end of the night, which was, probably the biggest hit of our wedding and the perfect way to end our wedding. So that was definitely a positive. Oh, that's fantastic. And we also did a welcome party at Luau Beach North. Yeah. I believe that's it. It's right outside of the wedding pavilion. And we are obsessed with Ohana's. So we did an Ohana's inspired menu. So we did dumplings, egg rolls, chicken wings, noodles, shrimp. Oh, the shrimp skewers, those were yeah. good. They did a salad for us. And, uh, oh, and then bread was, pudding, a bread pudding, yeah, a bread pudding, pudding bar. Dessert. So yeah. it was really great. Yeah, it was a big spread. 
<laughs> it was uh, a pretty big spread. The bar and everyone could, you know, the public could still walk by. The monorail could look down and see us. So it wasn't like they closed it off for us, but you know, this section of the beach was dedicated and set up for us. Yes. And honestly, we didn't use any floral decor, centerpieces, or anything for the welcome party because what was around completely like engulfed you in it. So you didn't wouldn't even realize that there was nothing on the tables or anything. Yeah, the environment around us was enough. And we did 6.30 to 8.30, and then the electrical water pageant came by at 8.45, 9 o'clock. So yep. it was awesome. We were all sitting there. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you guys choose any outside vendors for your event? Yes, we did outside vendors for personal florals, photography, and videography. I cannot stress enough how amazing Emma so it's Emma and photography. She's the lead photographer and her sister Kate is a secondary. And they are the most amazing team because they work so well together. They made our whole entire wedding seamless. I, she worked so hard with me from the six months and on, making sure every single aspect of what I wanted was absolutely perfect. She met with us a couple days before our wedding. We sat at the Enchanted Rose. She was amazing. And then our videographer, which is Hey Team Kelly. A lot of people know them from Instagram. They do like short clips. But Hey Team Kelly, the owner is Philip. I think he was phenomenal. He did an amazing job. He was always on point, on key, made sure that everything we wanted was documented. And he's, he just made it so seamless too. And then we used Greenery Productions for our outside floral. They did our bridesmaids bouquets and the, groomsmen and grooms boutonnieres. So how did you guys choose your officiant for the ceremony? I had become friends with a couple of the girls from the Disney weddings page. And Callie actually has pretty, pretty much saved our wedding because it was on a whim that I did it. And she had Rev Kev as her officiant. And we had talked to a couple other officiants and they just didn't match what we were looking for and Rev Kev he got on and he was just this big smile and he was just big booming personality and all I looked at Kevin I was like that's it he is our officiant and he really really was the best he did everything so amazing and during our rehearsal I'm very type a so I needed him there for rehearsal (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's laughing I needed him there so he saw that at one point it wasn't flowing and it was kind of stressing me out, but I wasn't trying to show people that I was stressed out. And he looked at me and then he looked at everyone else and he goes, we're going to take it from the top one more time. And just because he saw the look on my face and did that, it made everything, we changed a couple things around and it made it run so smoothly. And it was all because of him really. Wow. That's wonderful. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception or your welcome party or your dessert party? At our reception, we had DJ Charles Miles. And for our ceremony and cocktail hour, we had a violinist. And the violinist, the gentleman that had done it, could listen to like two seconds of a song and be able to play it back. It was told to us by everyone that that was their favorite part of the day was having him around to talk to everyone. That's fantastic. 
Do you guys have any menu items from any of your events, from the reception or the welcome party, the dessert party, anything you would recommend to other couples? Our welcome party, if anyone in this world can just, all they have to say is, we want the Ohana's inspired meal. It is phenomenal. They'll send you a whole list and you can pick and choose from that list things that you want to mix. Like there was something on the Ohana's, it was like a beef mixture that we didn't want. So we got rid of that and added in, I believe, more egg rolls. So it is so flexible and it was the best decision we made. And it wasn't that much more expensive than their top tier welcome party or pre-reception rehearsal menu. Yeah, the pre-planned menu cocktail hour there's something you loved I'm trying to think what oh those chicken waffles the chicken, waffle, the chicken waffle bites yeah they're little fritters and then the the cheeseburger egg rolls yeah, got those those were phenomenal dessert party everything yeah the, we had the mickey pretzels you know standard park ice cream sandwiches and ice cream mickey bars the waffles were wicked good the waffles with the <laughs> Very compote and everything like that. Um, and then we had the churros. And pog juice. All right, you got your pog juice. Pog juice. I had maybe 17 cups <laughs> of pog juice. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the plated dinners I thought were phenomenal at the reception. For your couple of bites that you had. We the did. crab cakes. Oh, the crab Everyone cakes needs good, to yes. do the crab cakes. Those were good. I, I tried to eat someone else's table of crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the bride, you're allowed. <laughs> Our favors were Mickey apples. Yeah, the candy apples. The candy apples. Which was a neat little thing. People loved the candy apples. That was a huge hit. Oh, that's a great idea. Did you do different flavors or? We tried. We tried really hard. (laughs) But the confectionery had just gone down. And um, Goofy was understaffed because it was the beginning of, like, it was the transition of, like, them really opening. And then... We tried so hard to get like every other different, but then we settled for milk chocolate with rainbow sprinkles. No. Yeah. Pretty. Do you have any cake flavors you would recommend? See, that was a fun event to taste test, <laughs> but then it all started to kind of blend together. So I don't even know I feel what we went with. I think we did a lemon and raspberry filling, which everyone seemed to love. But see, we also have to put like an asterisk on that. Um, I'm severely allergic to nuts. Yeah. So when we did like our cake cutting, it was our, like what cake that we used is actually an Erin McKenna's cupcake, which is really helpful for any person that has allergies. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just may contains like it should be fine. But the Erin McKenna's, they were phenomenal cupcakes. Yeah. So our pic, you know, we did the, the picture and the whole thing. We actually we actually cut the cake. But then when we did the whole, you know, feed each other, it was a cup of the Aaron McKenna's cupcake. Yes. So, you know, I don't, that's why I was saying, I think the lemon in raspberry filling is what we went with. And everyone was saying it was a hit. Uh, we can't speak to it because of, because <laughs> we of don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor Aaron McKenna's cupcakes did you get? Oh, it's vanilla on vanilla. Yeah. I remember that because I picked that personally. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. It was delicious. It was the best cupcake ever. Huh. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Hair and makeup started around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Before the all weddings did our hair and makeup, and especially Kevin's hair. She ran over to help him. The lead there is Kristen, and the lead that did my makeup is Rachel. 
and they were phenomenal. And then we had Tamara and Taylor as well. They were the most well put together, most amazing woman that you would ever meet in your life. And honestly, I'm probably still going to be friends with them after this because they've made such an impact on us. They were showing up three days before our wedding to do more hair trials because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my hair. So that was the big part of it. (laughs) They're just the best people ever. Hair ended around four. That was when the panic struck that we didn't have florals. I wasn't aware of the schedule, so I, you know, I had, I was up at least, but got a knock on the door, <laughs> and it was Kristen's looking to do my hair. So she, we did I feel that. Like we're at, going too deep into we this. Did that about ten <laughs> or five, ten past five, and then. So everyone kind of just hung in the room. I liked. I wanted to leave a buffer of time because we did have to get ready in the conference center due to COVID regulations of people being in the rooms, vendors being in the rooms. So we ended up leaving like an hour buffer before we had to be downstairs. And then 7, 7 a.m. is when we had to be there for our first touch because Kevin and I didn't want to do a first look. So we opted for a first touch. So 7 a.m. we did our first touch and then we broke off into sections to go do our um, groomsmen portraits, bridesmaids portraits, family portraits. And then around 8 45 the carriage picked me up at the main building and then we started our trek over yeah and the guys were in the wedding pavilion in one of their rooms at about quarter of nine yeah nine and then our ceremony everyone told me it was 30 minutes it felt like 30 seconds start went off at 9 30 in the morning (laughs) we were done we literally ran right into pictures so the one thing that i can't stress to brides anymore I've told everyone is I had requested a time for Kevin and I to sit down and have our hors d'oeuvres just Kevin and myself and that was a game changer because we didn't have to walk into anything and we ate and we were able to sit down together without a million people around us I wanted to just be alone with him that was about 11 o'clock that was about 11 and then we switched right over we got in line then we headed into our reception And then our reception, we shortened our reception by an hour because of COVID regulation. Only we couldn't have 45 people in the room for more than three hours. So then we moved. Yeah, so we did the reception from from 1130 to 2.30. 2.30, yep. And then after that, we all headed to the park. Well, we went back, changed. We didn't go into the park in our dress. (laughs) Went back, changed. We went into Magic Kingdom for a group picture with our family, groomsmen and bridesmaids. And then time get away from us it looked like it was going to pour out and we ran but then it ended up it was just like a passing big passing cloud and windstorm we ran back got dressed and then we headed over to the buses for our dessert party yeah, that was about what 6 45 yeah we did uh we had three stops so it was grand floridian polynesian and contemporary yeah we picked everyone up from there and went through the back gate of Epcot to check in and then um, international gateway security check yep. point came back, went back on the buses and then they brought us to the back, the back so, of the America pavilion. Um, we walked through and then went over to a dessert party for what? Seven 30 ish. Yeah. We around there. Seven 30 to nine 30. So the biggest part of that 
was I had requested that we walk, everyone walk from Italy to Soren, which some people were definitely not happy about it. But the people that I've never experienced Disney couldn't even believe like what they were walking through. And it was at the perfect time because there were no fireworks. So the park was emptying out a lot. So we didn't have a lot of people around us and we got to walk through all the countries. And I mean, I was in a wedding gown. People were cheering. It was so much fun. It was yeah. like the best time ever. And we walked all the Soren, but people that did opted not to, the buses just dropped them right off out back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Photo, video, hair, and makeup were important. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, and to me, probably the food. The food was a huge. And then I think the other thing was, you know, not so much the entertainment aspect from like DJ, but more so, I guess, events. You know, the welcome party we really wanted to throw, um, dessert party we really wanted to do. So it was more of that aspect of making it a little more special. We wanted it to be different. So yeah. we were we were pushing to have as much within our I put budget in quotations because there was never really a budget. I blew through the budget every time we <laughs> set a number. So it was like we set a number and the next day I was like, Oh well we're doing this. <laughs> it definitely was more so we wanted it to feel like an immersive experience, especially since we go to Disney so much. We wanted people to feel the way that we felt when we entered the parks and we did all these things. So it was super important to us. Okay. Got it. And then what were some less important aspects where you saved your effort? For me, I would think florals. Florals. We um, really didn't do much. We, it was attempted. And then we realized, you know, with everything, the way it looks, the environment, the atmosphere, you know, we, that's not going to be a focal point that people are going to really pay attention to. I think our florals I didn't not, I don't think a lot of brides realize that you can reuse your florals. So our sweetheart table piece was our floral piece for our ceremony, our sweetheart table at our reception, and then our sweetheart table at our dessert party. Right. And then the the centerpieces were the same centerpieces that were at our cocktail hour moved to our dessert party, just with a glow cube dropped in them. Yeah, and then I think that was really all other than our aisle runner. We really didn't do. Oh, we did the, the candles for our centerpieces. Yeah. And that was about it. We really didn't put too much into the decor. We kind of let the area take precedence. Yes. And it did come out really great for how little we did have. Yeah. Um, we didn't really dwell on, you know, location either. You know, we were, we were concerned about the ballroom because of the size of our party. Yeah. But, you know, we just kind of rolled with it and it was what it was. And, you know, after we made the switch, it ended up working out and it looked awesome in there. It did. I mean, we did splurge a little on the uplighting. We did 12 uplights, which worked out very well for the size of the room. Yeah, the size of the room. And the clear, we did the clear chairs. I call them the chef's kiss of our reception. They just made it so elegant. <laughs> So out of all of this, what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? Well, of course, just getting married to my wife. <laughs> no, but I Can think... Uh... Laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's a freebie. <laughs> um, 
No, I would say Soren because there was a lot of people on there that had never ridden it before. You know, it was the first time on it, and you know, I was sitting next to Perrant, who had never been on it before, and just seeing the reaction and people getting off and cheering and you know giving us thumbs up and saying that was the greatest thing ever and all that stuff. It was it was really neat because it brought out the child in a lot of people. My favorite memory from the day, I think it it was walking through Epcot in the wedding dress because I think my whole life, like I think I'm going to give two. So it was walking through Epcot. I, cause I can't pick one in my wedding dress and people were cheering and like congratulating us. And it, I felt like I was a celebrity. Like I was, only, I was on this crazy high horse and I did not deserve to be up there. <laughs> like, and then as a little girl, I was obsessed with Disney weddings because of my mom. And I had, it was originally just supposed to be myself and my dad on Cinderella's coach, but I wanted it to be myself, my dad and my mom, because my mom was the reason why I was so obsessed with weddings and making sure I got my staircase photo. Like there were so many aspects that were driven by my mom and to see her reaction, like stepping in to the carriage and being in the carriage, it was just. I think that was one of my favorite memories is just seeing my mom, like, like kind of giving her daughter away, but also being able to share that moment with her of this is all because of you and dad. Like this is because of you too, that I'm in this position. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So our florals did not show up in the morning at all. And then when they did show up, now this is not Disney florals. Disney did save the day for us. When they did show up, they ended up being completely dead and nothing like I had asked for. It kind of mm. looked like a, like a gender reveal party bouquet. It was very strange. So when I was in the room, I wore a dress that was, it was a custom design dress by Brie Burduck. She's Bromelia on Instagram. Mm. And she was my custom designer. And my dress weighed about, I think 43 pounds full weight. Yeah, it had weight to it. I, it was, it was a complete glitter ball gown, which is what made it so heavy. And the morning of, I I had hung it incorrectly the days leading up, which had caused a lot of pull to be on the waistline. So my dress started ripping. But then I was so thankful that my maid of honor, Caitlin, and one of my bridesmaids, Jenny, they had stepped in and Jenny had sewed the whole entire thing up to make sure it wasn't going to budge. And it stayed the whole entire day. And then about two minutes before showtime, I completely tore my train. <gasps> and Megan was one of our like Disney helpers. And she had a fanny pack of everything. She zipped me right back up. She like, and it was like, I understand like every weird things happen, but they just always happen to me. So she taped me up and you would have never noticed. I went my whole park shoot, my dress is ripped too. So it wasn't, it wasn't even noticed. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand? And then it turned out not to be COVID regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everyone made it seem like it was going to be a jail cell. We had the greatest team of Disney cast members with us. Yeah. We really did. And every single person that spoke to us from that we invited told us that it was 
it was so nice to finally feel like there was no reality outside of this. Like we allowed people to step out of reality for a couple days and just enjoy themselves. I mean, we did have to wear masks inside, but that really wasn't that big of a deal. Everything else was so, I think it was the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. The only thing that I thought was, you know, it was going to become a big deal was the scheduling. Um, you know, when discussing with them, it was always, you know, you have until this time and then the next thing starts and then that time ends and you start this, but it all flowed so seamlessly. Um, you know, it transitioned nicely and, you know, for us, I don't know what it was like to talk hell out or anything like that, but you know, I thought it just was smooth and everything just flowed together the way it should have and nothing was broken up or rushed or anything like that. And for someone who's very type A, I was asking everyone all the time what time it was until I realized that they were handling it and I just stopped asking. It was like, they kind of just let me, I felt like I could breathe without having to worry about being on time for things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't think I'd change anything personally. I don't think I would change anything. I think the only thing that I would change is as much as I loved that carriage and I loved the moment that I had, it really took away from a lot of the picture time. Like it, it was a solid, like, 20 extra minutes that we could have used for pictures that we spent on that carriage yeah it's just slow and it's a long route to well, get it's pulled by ponies so <laughs> no i know but you know they take their time with it so you know but it's the experience i think in those few photos you do get that you know make up for that i think oh, absolutely opinion. so I, I think that was the only thing and no there's nothing else i would have changed we had the best vendors and at first i was nervous about using outside vendors but Emma Ann, Philip at Hey Team Kelly, Kristen and Rachel at Before the Isle, Catherine Martell, she steamed our dress and tux for us and held it for almost a week and a half. So it was phenomenal. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? My biggest one would just be, you know, take some time to, you know, take it in. Um, don't get caught up in everything that's going on. You know, step back and enjoy it. Because it does go by very quick. And then, you know, you think back and say, oh, wow, I missed a lot. So, you know, take some time to yourself and, you know, to your significant other, wherever your partner's going to be. And, um, you know, just enjoy it. Don't don't get caught up in the rush and, you know, just, just sit back and watch for a little bit. It's okay. You don't have to always be talking to someone or doing something. You can, you know, it's, it's about you guys. So enjoy it. That was important. You sat me down a couple of times and just said to just look and yeah. look around at people. The other thing I will say is be kind, considerate, caring, anything that you can be to your wedding planner and they will work for you. But as long as you're calm, cool, and collected, they will do anything and everything that they physically can to make sure your wedding is as perfect as possible. We had Carol, I emailed her at what? four o'clock in the morning in panic, like all caps panic about, about my florals. And they produced the most beautiful bouquet for me ever. They, yeah. It was the most beautiful bouquet I've ever seen. And they did it so fast. Yeah. I, I didn't even have to question it. It just showed up in the middle of pictures and she was like, here you are. This is it. An hour, hour and a half turnaround between, you know, first contact to you receiving them. Because floral team hadn't showed up until 7 a.m. So, it, I got my florals in hand by 7.22 a.m. 
and they showed up at seven o'clock in the morning. But being nice goes, I know that as humans that we should know that, but being nice goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, it can be frustrating at times with the way it's set up. You know, it's a slow process at first, but once you get going, it's full steam ahead. So be prepared. But, um, you know, just remember that they're working with other, you know, wedding parties and, you know, you're not their only one, but they are going to take care of you if, you know, you're understanding and considerate. You know, they got a lot going on too, and it's stressful for, you know, both sides. So if you're aware of that, they'll do everything they can for you. I also think that the chocolate castle on the top of the cake is always <laughs> worth it. It's always worth the money. And if anyone tells you you need anything other than white table linens, they're lying to you. No one notices your table linens. No one cares about them. Like, that's my tip of the day. No one cares about anything other than white table linens. <laughs> that's great advice. Well, Sophia and Kevin, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.